This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word show to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word show, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text show to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number this open line Friday, 877 877- Nine seven three seven four two five. If you want to be on the program, all right. I I can just you know I'm I'm way more transparent with you guys and, and honest about things behind the scenes than um than than people prefer that I am. But I'll I'll just I'll be upfront and honest with you. I have for three days just been sick, um, battling a stomach bug, and I really three o'clock this morning. I was like, I don't know that I can be here today. Uh, but I wasn't at 3 a.m. going to start texting people saying I'm I'm off. Uh, I'm going to be off on Monday anyway, so I'll have three days off. So I'm here. Uh, probably a, a a more low energy show today than you're used to. And and if you want to call in and you're not insane, uh, you I, I may humor your phone call today. But we have to begin with big news. And to begin with that, well, you need to know who Alexander Alexei Navalny is. This actually is a big story, and it matters directly to you for one particular reason, and that is the current president of the United States puffed up his chest two years ago, very big and bad, after Alexei Navalny, uh, the 47-year-old activist critic of Vladimir Putin, was placed in prison. He was then moved to a gulag where he has been murdered, and he has been murdered. He, he They say he dropped dead in the yard of the gulag yesterday he was perfectly fine at a court appearance continuing his fight he wasn't going to give up today he's dead he was murdered uh there are no windows to shove someone out of in the gulag for him to accidentally fall out this is the problem with this this is where president biden was uh in 2021 Mr. President, just a quick follow on the same theme of consequences. You said just now that you spoke to him a lot about human rights. What do you say would happen if opposition leader Alexei Navalny dies? I made it clear to him that I believe the, the consequences of that would be devastating for Russia. I'll go back to the same point. What do you think happens when he's saying it's not about hurting Navalny, this, all the stuff he says to rationalize the treatment of Navalny? And then he dies in prison. I pointed out to him that it matters a great deal when a country, in fact, and they asked me why I thought it was important to, to continue to have problems with the president of Syria. I said because his violation of international norm was called a chemical weapons treaty. It can't be trusted. 
It's about trust. It's about their ability to influence other nations in a positive way. Now, you will note that Joe Biden did not say that we would do anything. He just said the consequences would be devastating uh, to Russia. Now, what does this all matter? It matters because Alexei Navalny was a uh, Democrat in the broad sense of the word, not a partisan Democrat, but he supported democracy and supported reforms in Russia to liberalize it and bring it towards the West. Vladimir Putin has killed every significant opponent of his over the last number of years. Uh, the prior opponent to Vladimir Putin in 2015 had a random stray bullet fall out of the sky as he walked past the Kremlin one night. Yeah, literally, a just random bullet happened to fall out of the sky and kill him. It wasn't an assassination. It was a random stray bullet like you might find in Chicago. But, of course, as you know, Tucker Carlson tells us, this sort of thing doesn't happen in Moscow. So just a random stray bullet fell out of the sky. And, and then that gave rise to uh, Alexei Navalny, who was a— uh, activist for democracy and uh, economic liberalization in Russia. He has been uh, house arrested, abused, placed in prison, and now killed in the gulag. Here's Richard Haas, who was on Morning Joe, to give you a sense of this. Yeah, make no mistake about it, Alexei Navalny was killed, whatever the immediate precipitating event. He had emerged over the last two decades as the principal opposition critic of, of Vladimir Putin. And his principal theme was really one of Putin had amassed enormous power and was using it, among other things, for personal gain. And that's why I think, Willie, he was such a threat to Putin, that this, all, this powerful despot in Russia was so worried about this guy because corruption is something that... You, the average person can appreciate and understand. You don't have to be a, a reader of Foreign Affairs magazine to, to have a feeling for corruption. So Putin took him seriously, which explains the attempts on Navalny's life, the harsh uh, imprisonment. And I think that, that you know, that's what we learned from that. Now, I, I'm just going to stop there and I'm going to say something broadly here. Uh, I want each of you, I want each of you, to utter out loud, wherever you are, if you'll dare take me up on it, I want you to speak, give voice to your criticisms of Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden is an 80-something senile old man with growing dementia who's being abused by his wife to keep him in power when he ha doesn't have any clue where he is. He drools at night. He's in the pocket of the progressives destroying this country, and he and his family made their family fortune on deep, deep ties to corruption through Hunter Biden, a crackhead, to keep himself in power. Go on, do it. Say whatever you want to say about Joe Biden, say it out loud. And you're still alive and you're not gonna go to jail. There are a number of people, particularly on social media on the right, who have rushed in to say, this is just like, this is just what they did to Navalny is exactly like what they're doing to Donald Trump. Really, Donald Trump has a private plane he gets to fly around on whenever he wants. He lives in a mansion. Uh, he gets to fundraise and run for president of the United States. You know who doesn't get to do any of that? Alexei Navalny. He got killed and was imprisoned without due process. Donald Trump has lawyers who go to court for him. He shows up by choice. They fight for him. They give him due process rights. Uh, he has won a number of appeals. He's going to win a Supreme Court case on keeping him on the ballot. Um, 
If you're comparing Donald Trump to Alexei Navalny, you're a morally stupid person who is morally bankrupt because the United States has massive, massive flaws, particularly under the present leadership, but it is no way comparable to Russia. And if you're using what they did to Alexei Navalny and then you're using what they're doing to Donald Trump or pick your pick your supposed patriot who's being persecuted, Roger Stone, Steve Bannon, whoever, uh, you're doing exactly what the Soviet-era sympathizers did to the United States in the 50s and 60s. You have become the partisan left. You are in horseshoe theory. The far right and the far left are the same things. Literally nothing that you can point to in this country is as bad as Russia, including the politics. For perspective, for real perspective, people, my home had, we had three people show up on our front porch to threaten me. My children were beaten up at school. They were chased through a store by a man harassing them and me. My daughter was given a guide to commit suicide and encouraged to commit suicide at school. Uh, they told her, the kids who gave it to her and pushed her to do it, told her that uh, if she did, perhaps her father would see the light because I didn't back Donald Trump. <laughs> you want to make it about the left? I've experienced it with people on my own side who wanted me to get in line. And none of you experienced anything like that. None of you had your children being given guides to suicide and pushed to commit suicide and bullied online and encouraged to commit suicide and told how to commit suicide. Uh, your, your children were not beaten up at school. You didn't have people show up at your home to threaten you. And for some reason, some of you are out there saying, oh, it's just as bad as Russia. We're just as bad as Russia. And I'm the guy who went through all of that. And I can tell you, you are full of crap. You don't know what you're talking about. Your brain has been so rotted by your politics that you can't even see reason anymore. Yes, in this country, we have hypocrites. Yes, in this country, we don't treat corruption like we should. Yes, in this country, there are double standards. Yes, in this country, partisans get away with things depending on who's in charge and who's in power. Yes, all of those things are true. And still, it's not like Russia. And still, Donald Trump is no political martyr like Alexei Navalny. If you can't see that, I'm sorry that you're so profoundly broken, but you're broken because you've moved into a world where politics has become your religion. And when you show up at church on Sunday, I bet you're upset that your pastor doesn't talk about politics from the pulpit unless you've left and gone to one where every Sunday's just a political sermon. I have experienced what you all say is an awful thing, but I experienced it from people on the right even though I'm a conservative. That's why I actually had it happen to me because people on my side felt betrayed by me because I wasn't telling them what they wanted to hear. I wasn't on their side, they thought. You can say a lot of bad things about Joe Biden and I have on this radio program. I've called him Grandpa Dementia, among other things. And I've lived to tell about it. I'm, I'm not worried about a car bomb going off in my car when I go start it this afternoon, because I'm an American and I live in the United States, a flawed country far more perfect than Russia. Alexei Navalny dying should remind you that there are vast differences between the United States and Russia. And I don't care what you think about the people in jail because of January 6th. I don't care what you think about Roger Stone or Donald Trump being prosecuted. Hey, you know what? Donald Trump is a favorable Trump-appointed judge in Florida. 
did Alexei Navalny ever have a favorable judge? No, of course not. No, because all of the judges were picked by Vladimir Putin. The deck was staffed against him, and he wasn't given due process rights. Unlike Donald Trump, who is seeing a case in the state of Georgia be blown up because the district attorney had an affair with the special prosecutor, and they undermined their own position. Would that happen in Russia? No, it wouldn't. The Supreme Court of the United States, including the progressives on the court, had a hearing on whether Donald Trump should be on the ballot in Colorado or not. We don't know what they'll decide, but we're pretty sure they'll decide against Colorado. Would that happen in Russia? Of course not. Maybe check your criticisms about the United States and go touch a little bit of grass because this online mob of America haters on the right is deeply, deeply unseemly. And I'll tell you where this heads to a dangerous point where the people who are anti-woke, who are fighting the wokes, decide they hate this country so much that they come across as anti-American and they undermine the entire crusade to battle the left on wokeness. You have a bunch of people. There's this in wokeness account on social media that I follow that is out trashing the United States saying it's just like Russia. We have no moral authority to criticize the Russians. Oh, yes, we do, because despite our flaws, our flaws are exposed and you are allowed to talk about those flaws, unlike in Russia. Stop behaving like the progressives and dragging this country. I don't like Joe Biden and the Democrats in charge either. But you know what? We can go have an election in November and try to change that. Except some of you have even gone so far as to convince yourselves it's impossible to change the future of the country. And yet, Brian Kemp got reelected in Georgia despite all the left against him and even the Trump supporters against him. Weird how that worked, isn't it? Only apparently works against one person and you all decided to renominate him. Uh, this this insanity on the right has got to stop. These are serious, dangerous times. And the America hating from the right because you're not in power is no better than the America hating from the left because they're not in power. It is a weird thing that both the far right and the far left of this country have decided they hate this country so much they want to end the American world order and they'll collaborate together to do it, whether it's Tucker Carlson or, or God knows who on the left. This country remains the greatest country on earth. And Alexa Navalny is dead today because he was a man who championed the rights that you and I have in a country that denied them to him and ultimately murdered him. And if you don't believe me, I challenge you, go stand on a street corner with a megaphone and yell the most awful things you can about Joe Biden. And I guarantee you tomorrow, you will wake up unarrested and just fine because despite your hysteria, we are the land of the free and the home of the brave still. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Open line Friday. It's a short segment and I've been talking to you, but my microphone was on mute because I started coughing. <laughs> we had commercial break lost and forgot to unmute it. So just bear with me. I want to take your phone calls. Uh, I'm going to have to do it on the other side of the break. And before we get to commercial, I, I want to go back to the clip I played for you just a few minutes ago. This is from... Uh, June 16th, 2021, this is Joe Biden answering a question from a member of the press. 
Mr. President, just a quick follow on the same theme of consequences. You said just now that you spoke to him a lot about human rights. What do you say would happen if opposition leader Alexei Navalny dies? I made it clear to him that I believe the, the consequences of that would be devastating for Russia. I'll go back to the same point. What do you think happens when he's saying it's not about hurting Navalny, this, all the stuff he says to rationalize the treatment of Navalny? And then he dies in prison. I pointed out to him that it matters a great deal when a country, in fact, and they asked me why I thought it was important to, to continue to have problems with the president of Syria. Now, I, I could just stop there. That's Joe Biden answering a question from the press without a teleprompter and unscripted in June of 2021. That's not the same Joe Biden in 2024. His stuttering and stammering is prolonged. His ability to stay focused with the question has gone away. I mean, that was a, a the, the, the totality of his answer was 57 seconds. Joe Biden can't keep his frame of mind for 57 seconds these days without a teleprompter. It is a noticeable change between the two. It, it really is noticeable. Now, coming up, I want to take your phone calls, 877-973-7425. We've also got to go back down to Georgia, to the Fulton County Courthouse, where Fawny Willis has decided not to show up for a second day to answer questions. She did the first day. It was very contentious, and it was very funny. You had people on MSNBC saying, oh, my gosh, this is devastating. I think they've lost the case. And then she gets very combative with the questioner, some of whom don't do a very good job, some of whom do. And so they're like, oh, it's so good. This is all racism. This is all racism. Clearly, the talking point went out that it's all racism. Get her. The, but the problem here is Fawny Willis and Nathan Wade, I don't know, have successfully pushed back on the underlying allegations, and that seems to be being missed by a whole lot of partisans, and we need to clarify that. I've got some audio for you as well. Right now, let me tell you about Americans for Prosperity. Going door-to-door in my state and others like Tennessee, where they're championing school choice. So in my state, let me just give you an example of what they do. They have, uh, they've got billboards up around the state in areas where Republicans have opposed school choice, highlighting that Brian Kemp supports it and the local Republican does not. They're sending people door to door to remind people that Brian Kemp and the majority of the Republicans support school choice, but your local Republican legislator doesn't. Here's their phone number. They've got activists doing this. They've trained them to be able to do this. They're advancing the ball. They're moving numbers. They're shifting the state to be able to get school choice. They want you on their team to be able to do this around the country. All you have to do is go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric, americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go sign up with Americans for Prosperity. They'll teach you how to be the most informed member in your circle of friends, how to be effective as a door knocker or as someone who goes to your state legislature or even city council to advocate for freedom, for families, for conservative common sense. Americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. The President of the United States allegedly going to address the country about Alexei Navalny's death in Russia. Remember, he's the one who said there would be serious consequences for uh, Russia if he died in prison. He has. We'll see what happens. Uh, but now I want to go to the phones. Wes has been waiting patiently. Wes, welcome to the show. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. You know, I was listening to your, uh, you were talking about the far left and the far right that want to bring America down. Now, you know, I'm 54 years old, okay? I've been a conservative Republican all my life, okay? When George Bush showed up, I was old enough and had my kids and my family to know one simple thing. They all talked a really good game when election time came around, okay? And do nothing from the likes of Lindsey Graham on down. Okay, I'm in South Carolina. And I began to question this, these kind of things. You know, I began to question my un, you know, 100% loyalty to the conservative cause, okay? Eight years of George Bush doing nothing about $4 gas, $5 gas, you know, my personal opinion with George Bush was the man never pumped a gallon of gas in his entire life, and he's oblivious to it, okay? So I want the border closed, right? I wanted the border closed when Bush was pressed. The Republican Party doesn't want that border closed any, any more than the Democrats do, okay? A man walk, comes along and simply says, hey, I want to really close that border. He says, hey, you know what? I want to try to keep American business here in America. Eric... These are not things from a genius, and I've asked people this question, okay? Trump's no genius. So how did he do what he did with simple common sense, Eric? That's how. Help out your own people, your own country. When, Why when, couldn't hey, all hey, of these hey, Wes, people with Wes, the moral— when, when did Trump actually close the border? Eric, when, when Paul Ryan and the boys wouldn't give him any money— Okay, let me ask you this. When Trump got in there, did he have a mandate to close that border? Did, did, did I he would not assume campaign he did, that? Did he, he not he try didn't. to do it? Okay. He, de- he definitely tried. Right? Okay. All right. Okay. So, Wes, so hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's, let's back up. Wait just a minute. Um, you, you're okay, saying when ahead. George Bush was president, gas was $5 no, a no, gallon. When, it was actually $2.77 when he left office. Eric, are you telling Wes. me during the middle of that of, of his presidency, ongoing, ongoing gas was up, down? I realized there were some storms, so there were some things like that. But why not open our own country for exploration? You know, why, uh, why did I, George Bush, W. Bush actually not only did that, but authorized the exploration of Anwar as well until Barack Obama undid okay, it? Okay, well, well, how, well, how did our the number Wait, one exploration like you, you, you by Trump? How did that happen? I'm sorry, your, your cell phone broke up. Say that, say that again. I'm sorry. I said, so how did how did the economy – all right, so it was just sheer luck that a couple – you know, six months after Trump's president, everything has turned around. It's, it, I mean, I just want to ask you, because, see, I don't know these things. See, I'm a simple human being. Uh, I'm okay, asking Wes. myself uh, right. how my life was. 
All right. So here, here let, let's start with gas prices here. When George Bush was president, they weren't $5 a gallon. The average cost of a gallon of gas under George Bush's first term, including after the events of 9-11, was $1.59. Uh, when he is second term, $2.77 was the average price of a gas of a gallon of gas throughout his second term. Donald Trump, for perspective, was $2.57. Barack Obama's first term was $3.13, $2.95 his second term. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, $3.60. So if we're going to go with gas. As to the border, yes, Trump campaigned on closing the border. He never actually did. Even Congressman Chip Roy pointed that out last week. Uh, we played the audio on the show that while uh, they were down because of he, his remain in Mexico uh, policies that the Biden administration has gotten rid of, there was still a porous border. No wall was actually built or funds actually appropriated except in certain segments. Now, you can blame Congress for that, but if you're going to blame Congress for that, you got to do the same thing with George W. Bush, who did want to have some level of amnesty for people here, but actually in his proposal did also wish to build a wall, which again, Congress didn't do. So let, let's just keep, if, if we're going to say facts and you're a poor, simple, honest Southern boy who doesn't pay attention and maybe isn't bright and wants to know, I'm just telling you these things and they're actually in the record. You can't dispute it. You got, you've got a president and you have a Congress and you have to get everyone to agree to form a law. And Donald Trump was unable to get Congress to form that law to be able to secure the border. So he put in position some policies that helped ease the flow of immigrants across the border. But a lot of illegals still got across the border. It was never actually secured. He campaigned on it, didn't get it done. Congress blocked him. Joe Biden has done the opposite. I don't dispute with you that Joe Biden is far worse than Donald Trump. And I would prefer the policies of Donald Trump come back than Joe Biden. But to the larger issue... George W. Bush also had this thing called 9-11, where he spent way more of his time, arguably, uh, in the long-term history, will judge him poorly for focused on foreign policy than on domestic policy. Uh, but if somehow George W. Bush radicalized you because he was fighting bad guys who killed 3,000 Americans, that's not my problem. Uh, I don't like Joe Biden being president either. Um, but also, I wouldn't, if you're going to say Donald Trump's not a genius, okay, <laughs> Clearly, neither is Joe Biden, uh, and somehow Joe Biden's been able to get his policies more effectively done than Donald Trump did for quite some time. And we should probably ask ourselves why, and that has a lot to do with the nature of the American Congress and the incompetence of Republicans in Congress blocking them. And yet Donald Trump's going to have to rely on those people if he comes back and we still need a Republican Congress. Now we've got to go to the White House, Joe Biden speaking. Our NATO allies, if they weren't paying up, he said if an ally did not pay their dues... He'd encourage Russia to, quote, do whatever the hell they want. I guess I should clear my mind here a little bit and not say what I'm really thinking. But let me be clear. This is an outrageous thing for a president to say. I can't fathom. And he's turned the death of Alexei Navalny into a point for attacking Donald Trump. He's taking the Paul Begala advice to make everything an attack on Donald Trump. There's no reason to subject any of us to his rambling lunacy. If he's not actually going to talk about uh, Alexei Navalny dying, we'll move on from the president of the United States and his partisan attacks at the podium at the White House, where you know and I know if Donald Trump were leveling partisan attacks at the podium at the White House like that, the media would be horrified and attack him, but they'll give Joe Biden a pass. And that gets, I think, to Wes's frustration about the double standards out there. Now, you know, as an aside, Wes uh, changed his topic when he got on air 
Charlie is texting me that he really wanted to talk about this designation of far left and far right and, and why do we use those and who's on the far left and far right. Seems like it shifts every day now. But let me explain the designation far right and far left to you and left and right. It actually comes not from the media, as a lot of people speculate. It actually comes from the French Revolution from 1789. Uh, the people who supported the ancient regime, the, that is the crown, and or the conservatives who didn't want to upend social policy and the social order sat on the right side of the French assembly. Those who were the revolutionaries and the socialists sat on the left side of the French assembly. Uh, and therefore, the left in this country, uh, the socialists, the communists and the like are considered on the left. Those who wish to preserve the existing order are considered the conservatives or the right, and they are on the right. Now, in the 1930s, it began to be apparent to political scientists and others and politicians in general that at the far edges of the left and the right, the far left and the far right, they tend to actually have a lot of things in common. So, for example, the Nazis are considered, though National Socialists, they're considered on the far right, the communists considered on the far left, and yet the ideas of the communists and the Nazis are virtually indistinguishable other than, than um, means to get to ends. The, the ends are still the same. The means might be a little different. So that's where the designation comes, Wes, if you're still listening for left and right and far left and far right. It has nothing to do with the media creation. It actually came about in 1789 with the French Assembly and carried forward into the 1900s with the horseshoe theory in the 1930s began to be developed that the far left and the far right are mirror images of each other working towards the same ends through oftentimes different means. One a totalitarian, the other one authoritarian. One wishes to uh, guide corporations to control the means of production, the other wishing the state to guide the means of production, but otherwise for the same ends. That's where it all comes from. Now, Scott, to you next. Welcome. Hey, uh, I appreciate what you were just saying a second ago. I think uh, everyone would do real good if they could realize that if you voted for Trump, it doesn't mean that you're a racist. And if yes. you voted for Biden, it doesn't mean that you hate America. But uh, I wanted to, uh, the reason I was calling was. Um, this uh, article that came out recently about how true the vote failed to reveal uh, evidence of uh, fraud, uh, voting fraud yeah. and uh, get your take on that. I remember you were the only voice on the right that I heard when all of this was happening that stood up and said, yeah, hold on, folks. There was not voter fraud. Uh, so I just I missed your take earlier. I was curious. What yeah. You OK, Scott, I, I'm glad you asked about this. And for those of you who haven't heard. So true, the vote helped form the documentary about the mules, the 2000 mules or whatever. Uh, you know, one of the people who was featured in the 2000 mules documentary filed a, a defamation suit, I believe, won that case. Um, because it was proven he was dropping off family ballots. He wasn't actually a, a, a voter collector, vote harvester. Um, True the Vote made extraordinary claims in the state of Georgia that have led to a lot of the fraud theories in Georgia. Now, you should know, I'm willing to acknowledge there were voter improprieties and probably fraud, but there is in every election. And in fact, the one person uh, who got uh, arrested and charged with crimes for fraud in the state of Georgia was actually a guy from Florida who said he was coming across the border, going to register in Georgia and vote Republican. Fraud happens. The question, however, is, is it enough to overturn the outcome of an election? Many of you think that it was, particularly in Georgia, based on the arguments of true the vote. They claim to have massive piles of evidence of people who voted fraudulently and an error and, and things that were done wrong. Uh, they claim they had all of this stuff, and they went to the Georgia Bureau of Investigation and demanded the Bureau investigate. So the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the Georgia equivalent of the FBI, says, hey, you got to give us all the information. 
Well, they refused to hand over the information. So then true the vote went to the Secretary of State and said, we got all this information. We've got all this documentation. Uh, we, we know there were all these massive voter irregularities. Go, go do something with it. And the Secretary of State in Georgia asked true the vote, hey, give us your documentation so we can take a look at it. And true the vote said, nope, we're not going to give it to you. Well, the Secretary of State in Georgia was so hacked off at being maligned by all these people for not doing anything, sued True the Vote to get the information from True the Vote. After all, True the Vote said they had all the information. They had all the documentation. They had the evidence. They had the witnesses. They had statements from people. They had all this documentation that they refused to hand over. In court this week, they have admitted to a judge that they have no such thing. Their lawyers have admitted True the Vote does not have anything, no evidence at all contrary to what they claimed in public. So all of the the fraud allegations they made, all of the allegations of people voting improperly, things like that, they they don't actually have any of that documentation. Um, that should be a bigger deal than it is for a lot of people. Listen, there's no perfect election. You know why there's never a perfect election? Uh, because elections are run by people, and people are stupid and sinners. Sinners sin, stupid people make mistakes, and that's who runs elections. So there's never a perfect election. So the standard we have in this country is were enough mistakes made to alter the outcome of the election. And there is a mathematical formula we have used in this country for 100 years. You take the difference in votes between the winner and loser, plus you take all the people who refuse to vote in the race. Because a lot of people don't. In Georgia, it was an 11,000-vote margin of victory over for Biden over Trump. But over 30,000 people refused to vote in the presidential race. Well, there's no way to prove who voted for who and what ballots are disqualified. So you take the 30,000 and the 11,000 and you got to prove 41,000 people voted fraudulently. There were lots of allegations and supposedly lots of names that exceeded that number. A lot of that came from True the Vote, who didn't actually provide any of the documentation and now says they never had or currently do not have the documentation to show it. So you can't prove all the allegations with no evidence. And at the end of the day, no one's been able to show sufficient evidence to alter the outcome of 41,000 votes in Georgia to show that the election was some way fraudulent. Whether you think there were problems or not, you got to be able to prove it in court, which no one's been able to do. Now, I got to tell you, in this day and age, there are there's so much hostility to conservatives. I mean, we're seeing this in the media. We're seeing it in how they cover things. We're seeing this uh, in uh, corporate institutions. We're seeing it with banks. You should do business with conservatives who share your values. That's why I do business with uh, Old Glory Bank. Now, I realize I'm doing an ad, but I'm flattered that they're with me because they're actually my bank, and they've been my bank for about a year. They only just started advertising on the show. They restarted up last year. I was one of the early people to get a bank account with them. They have no fees on their checking and savings account. So if you get an account with them, they're not going to eat up your fees. You can have a real banking relationship with them. They do loans, VA, FHA, uh, conventional. They have budgeting software. They have online bill pay. Their debit card is actually a really gorgeous. It's probably the, the best debit card that I have. It like looks like they took the time to make it a work of art. I love Old Glory Bank. My kids love it. They're not getting eaten alive, and you get great interest rates on their savings accounts. Uh, you, you go, you can get an account for you or your kids in less than eight minutes, oldglorybank.com, oldglorybank.com. It is my bank. It can be your bank too, oldglorybank.com. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No details. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Open line Friday. As always, text Eric, E-R-I-C-K to 33777. You get the live stream, the show notes, the podcast, the social media feed, everything you need. This hour of the program brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. They are in Noonan, Georgia. The Frost family have been friends of mine for years, and they've been running First Liberty since the 90s. Now, I say Noonan, Georgia, because I need to emphasize that though they're in Noonan, it doesn't matter where you are in the United States. If you're in Salem, Oregon, if you're in Springfield, Illinois, if you're in Portland, Maine, if you're in Hartford, Connecticut, if you're in Orlando, Florida, it doesn't matter. They do business with businesses all over the country. If you're buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, expanding, buying on a business partner or a competitor, those are the deals they specialize in. You need $250,000 or more. Those are the sorts of deals they specialize in. Reach out to them, firstlibertyga.com. Tell them I sent you, firstlibertyga.com. Really good people who love to help businesses. They've got a passion for it, firstlibertyga.com. Now, I got to give you all your your hilarious uh, punchline of the day. Matt Rosendale has decided, after all, to not run for the Senate in Montana. Rosendale is a conservative member of the House. He was one of the the impediments to Kevin McCarthy's power. He decided he was going to run for the Senate. Uh, Pressure was brought to bear to keep him out. He didn't listen. He decided to run. Uh, A few days after declaring he was going to run, Donald Trump endorsed his opponent. And now Rosendale has decided to back out uh, and not contest Tim Sheehy's nomination. The punchline. Democrats spent $6 million in Montana trying to convince Matt Rosendale to win. They spent $5.8 million running ads trying to weaken Tim Sheehy and promote Matt Rosendale so that Rosendale would get into the race because they are scared of a consolidated Republican field. Rosendale said he would get in. The Democrats were very happy, and now he's gotten out, and the Democrats just wasted $6 million in Montana, uh, and you should laugh. We absolutely should laugh. The Democrats tried to shape the Republican field in 2022. They bragged about it. Now they've just wasted $6 million that could have gone to help Sherrod Brown, could have gone to help um, the, any one of their endangered incumbents, and instead they flushed it down the drain. Ha <laughs> It's just, oh, too clever by half, Democrats. Sorry. All right, when we come back, um, some wild claims in court in Georgia with the Fawny Willis, Nathan Wade stuff. They, they were an absolute meltdown on MSNBC yesterday. And then Willis, uh, Willis or, did her um, I'm, a, I'm a black woman who's being a persecuted and this is racism shtick in, in the chair as the witness stand. And uh, suddenly the media's like, oh, she's being persecuted. She's done so well. She's redeemed herself. No, actually, the underlying matter she has not been able to do herself any favors on. We'll get into that when we come back. It's Eric Erickson right here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425 this open line Friday. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today 
at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.